You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, where we are here and where we are going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have Daniel Mateo in the studio with us, and Daniel is presenting his sixth episode under the uh, series of Drawing from the World. Welcome, Daniel. How are you today? Yeah, well, thank you, Tabitha. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, really nice. It's good to have you here again another Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) We have Daniel in the studio with us, and um, I'm just wondering, um, did you get up to anything over the weekend? Um, well, surprisingly little, actually. It was uh, it was wonderful. Well, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. I uh, part of my my role uh, here in Tasmania is I coordinate youth ministry, and uh, I had a four wheel drive camp planned for the weekend, but unfortunately there was there was COVID issues, there was mechanical issues for those that were attending, and in the end there was only three of us that uh, that were going to go. So we decided to, to postpone it. Uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm just I'm looking at uh, postponing it to early May. And uh, but uh, but yeah, as a result, I got to spend the weekend with my family. Oh yeah, so that's at least what <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, mm. it was nice. We had some sushi on Sunday, and yeah, lovely. Mm. Yeah, had you prepared for it? Like, were you going to um, speak, uh, deliver sh- someone, or anything of the sort that needed preparation? Um, well, <laughs> the answer is yes. I was I was prepared. Um, you know, I was I was packed and everything ready to go. We uh, we announce uh, we announce it. Um, uh, we weren't go- we weren't going to go ahead with it on uh, Thursday night, uh, but um, in in the sense of uh, prepared for like communicating and that, um, it's kind of uh, I'm ashamed to admit that sometimes I uh, I enter into those situations without a whole lot of preparation. You know, I pray and and I've got my daily relationship with God, but sometimes I just what's the word? Wing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw a card. There was this time I was looking for a birthday card for a friend, and um, I saw this one that had this message like, um, I used to think adults had it together, and then, like, now that I'm an adult, I realize they, that they're just winging it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah, you can just, dis- that describes a, a fair bit of, uh, of what I do. You know, you, when you're dealing with young people, there's a lot of sort of spontaneous situations that happen, and, and uh, so, so communication is very rarely do you get an opportunity to re- prepare, you know, so, yeah, but no, it's lovely, it's good, yeah. I think it's like a skill you get when you become a parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, definitely pretending that you're all together is is there when you when you're a parent. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, there's so much stuff that uh, that you have to do, and yeah, it's uh, it's difficult too to to feel like to give kids the the impression that you're in control and that they don't need to be afraid that you're you're taking care of them. But you know, inside you might be feeling like you're falling apart a little bit sometimes as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, um, what did you sh- do? You want to share what you talked about last week? Yeah, I think. Well, we've been talking about uh, you know in this series, drawing from the well. We've, we've been going through the what, where, when, how, why of uh, of encountering God's word and encountering the Bible, uh, studying it, relating to it. You know how how we're to understand it. And, and last time we just talked about who who is it that uh, that ought to or um, that God would like to uh, read the Bible, understand the Bible, encounter the Bible, and we learned it was pretty much everyone right yeah yeah that's it the rich the poor the young the old anyone yeah that's right (laughs) and everyone (laughs) 
Um, so you can catch up if you missed last week's um, program. You can catch up through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website, where you can also listen to other pre- uh, episodes that we've recorded previously. And also our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, feel free to text us any questions, any feedback, and uh, responses to our own air questions, and I will be able to share that with you. So, um, what do you have for us today, Daniel? Hmm. Well, uh, today I thought we'd, we'd have a bit of a discussion, uh, not so much of a Bible study, but more of a discussion about what we should actually look at in the Bible. Um, if you know, if somebody's wanting to um, read the Bible for the first time, or they've, you know, they maybe they've never read it before, or maybe they uh, they, you know, are stagnating a little bit in their in their faith walk. Maybe they are a Christian or a believer, and they they're not really sure where to go next in terms of their faith walk. What what is it that we should have a look at, and and study in Scripture? So that's what we're going to uh, to look at today. I actually believe many people um, struggle with that question. Could be Christians or just you know people are studying um to read the Bible for the first time, and uh, I I think like at least once in their lifetime like people actually go through that situation. And um before I committed to read the whole Bible like from the start, I used to be in that situation, and I would be like, okay, <clears throat> I want to read the Bible because you know you know it increases um connects me more with God like. I know of what God expects for me from like reading the Bible. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, so what verse should I read? What scripture passage should I read today? And like, I used to be in that yes, situation. And some I'll just sometimes go with what I feel or what I feel like I need. You know, if I'm feeling down and I need some sort of encouragement, then I look for verses to go with that. But then sometimes I just like not really sure um, until I received this gift from a friend, um, gift of a daily devotion, devotional guide. And um, that was a bit easier for me. But yeah, I think it is a question that many people do ask themselves. Mm, absolutely. And and sometimes these little resources that uh, that human authors have, uh, have produced uh, can be very useful to us. Um, in our church, we have something called a um, Sabbath school lesson uh, study guide that uh, that comes out every quarter and has a little daily reading uh, so that it facilitates people's daily relationship with God. That's that's sort of, well, not forced, but recommended, you know, and um, and some people choose to, to follow that in their daily relationship. Um, and, you know, the, like you said, people write devotional books and these things help, but... At one point or another, um, to progress, and I believe in our spiritual walk, is that you know we have to have a, a personal connection, and we have to familiarize ourselves with the content of the scripture and figure out, um, you know, how it is that God's going to speak to us through His Word, you know. And He can use all of those resources and and all those guided readings. All of that is wonderful, and it's wonderful, you know. In the the old liturgical churches, they have uh, something called a lectionary, which is you know a certain set of readings from Scripture that that take place. Uh, uh, each week and their church services, all of that is is fine. But um, uh, at the same time, I think you know, if we, for example, if we want to understand more about a particular subject, mm. you know, we have to we have to know how and where we can uh, we can study it for ourselves and understand it. And uh, if we want to learn more about Jesus, where do we go? How do we start? Um, yeah, so it's it's a good thing to think about, right? Mm. Um, I actually agree with you because when I was using the devotional guide, I would read something today and the next day I'll read something totally different, not connected 
And, you know, because of that, losing that connection, then it's like I'm reading something and then I forget about it, you know. But now that I'm actually reading the scripture chapter by chapter, book by book, there's that connection because obviously you move from one story to the next and, you know, like it's just um, easy to understand and, um, you know, get gain more out of the Bible, if I can say that. Mm. Yeah. Well, definitely, um, definitely reading that way will give you a lot more of the, you know, what we call a historical context. And we talked about that a little bit in our first program. We talked about how to um, study the scripture. But yeah, we're going to, um, we're going to have a good time today. Yeah. Would you like to pray for us as we start? Well, right? sure. We haven't prayed yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. And uh, we thank you that Daniel is here with us and is going to share your word. I pray that you may be with him, may ho- the Holy Spirit move him as he shares your word, that um, it may have an impact on us who are listening, and um, that we may all be blessed at the end of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So the Bible is potentially an intimidating book, and, it, and it's getting more so, I suppose, as time goes on. Uh, first reason uh, for that is because, well... Um, just uh, just general reading levels are going down in society, you know, and uh, I guess um, for those people that are that have been able to be educated, um, that uh, that the standards of reading, I think, in in society generally are, are going down, and um, and so because of that, it's, it's more difficult to read more complex ideas for for some people, and particularly if we if we happen to stumble over a Bible that is uh, is maybe an older translation like a King James you know that you know has a lot of words in there that are um very shakespearean mm-hmm. you know uh, very old english i use that yeah. translation yeah yeah, yeah. um oh, great translation you know it's a really good translation but it, it, if you're um not not familiar with thee and thou and ye and yay and some of those old words in English that aren't part of general parlance that we don't really use anymore, it can be a difficult read, you know, so it, that can be a struggle. Not just that, you, you find as you come to the Bible that, well, it, it's not really a, a book that's very similar to a lot of other books that uh, that we tend to read, you know, if I were to sit down and, I don't know, read War and Peace or, <clears throat> or, or some other piece of literature, I'd start at the beginning and I'd wander through and I'd find a beginning and a middle and an end and uh, and it'd be one sort of straight narrative and in one sense the Bible's like that but but not store not in the in, in the sense of the story um, it, but more in the sense of the theme so what I say what I mean by that is at the beginning of the Bible you've got the start of the story and then it sort of progresses through the history of um, of the human race and then you've got the end of the story at the end but but the stuff in the middle is very disjointed and what you actually find is that it, it's not just one book, it's 66 of them written by all of these different authors over about 1,500 years uh, from all of these different backgrounds and, and perspectives. And some of them are writing poetry. Um, some of them uh, are telling a story or recording history. Some of them uh, um, are writing about theology. Some of them are writing about politics. Um, and it's and although you can you can pull like one big story out of it, what we call a meta narrative or a big overarching story, what what you don't have is um, is uh, is a simple to read book if you just start at the beginning and read all the way through. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Um, we'll hear more about that after the break. Our first song is "Ancient Words" by Keith Lancaster and the Acapella Company. Oh, 
Such a beautiful song that was Ancient Words by Keith Lancaster and the Acapella Company. And you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM. And today we have Daniel Mateo. Um, and Daniel is talking about what we should study in the Bible. Um, before Daniel uh, shares more, I have a question for listeners. Um, what section of the Bible, it could be a book, it could be a chapter, it could be a passage or a verse, has God spoken to you most clearly through? Like what part of the Bible do you resonate most with? Um, send us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd like to hear what you have in mind. And um, we have a free book offer. It's called Bible Marking Guide, and that is by John Earnhardt. And I will give you more information later on. So Daniel, you've been sharing a bit. Um, in the previous section, you shared a bit about um, what we should actually study. In the Bible, and uh, you mentioned that um, the way the Bible is written, it's sort of like um, literature, like this is start and uh, then it builds on and then there's the an end. Um, what else do you have to share for, with us in this section? Yeah, well, I was talking about the fact that it can be quite intimidating um, coming to the Bible. It's, it's as I said, it's not a it's not a single book. It's sixty six of them. It's an anthology. It's a um, it's a library collated together. Um, you know, coming, you know, all, the authors coming from all sorts of different backgrounds. So, so it can be a challenge at times. And you know, I've I've experienced the the intimidation of of reading the Bible. My parents, I used to read me Bible stories when I was a kid, but I never myself actually read the Bible until I was 16 years old. And a, and a friend of mine at school, um, you know, uh, that uh, that I had a bit of a crush on, uh, invited me to a uh, to a revival meeting at her church. And uh, they had a youth speaker there, and you know he was he he presented the gospel, and then he asked um asked if there was any people any of the young people that were there present that wanted to um, to follow Jesus, and I thought oh yeah that sounds good, so I um you know popped my hand up and 
you know, went, went down the front and, and one of these, uh, it must have been a youth pastor or something, I don't know, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, look, you've made a really good decision, mate, you know, this is really a wonderful thing and I'm going to give you this book. And he gave me this purple book that looked like a novel, it was called Level 27. And he said, man, you have to read this book, it's going to change your life. And I thought, okay, I'm, you know, I'm reading a story of someone or other and so I took it home and I started reading it and I got, I don't know, it was probably my second or third day reading it. Obviously, it was about Jesus, and I read through, and I thought, you know what, I've read some of this stuff before. And uh, and, and then the next kind of couple of days, it started repeating itself again. And I had a look at the title of the of the chapter I was reading, because I wasn't really paying attention of the chapters. And uh, and it says, and it, said it was called The Gospel of Luke. Mm-hmm. And I flipped back, and the first chapter was called the Gospel of Mark, and the second one was called the, uh, the first was sorry the Gospel Matthew. of Matthew, yeah. and then Mark, and then I was Luke, and I was about to hit into John. I realised I was reading the Bible. I didn't know because the, when I thought about a Bible, I thought about a black book, you know. But this guy had actually given me a, <laughs> a New Testament, and it had it was bound to look like a um, like look like a novel, mm. and so I, I got you know so I'd read Matthew, and and Mark repeats some of the stuff that Matthew says about Jesus, mm. and Luke does the same thing. And I was like, oh, I swear this guy has written, you know, written something like this before. And it started to, you know, and uh, so I figured out I was reading the Bible. But, uh, you know, that was fine. It was kind of a bit of a funny little trick. And, uh, and I, got all, I got all the way through. And, wow, when I got to Revelation, it blew my mind. I thought, man, that, that, there's some stuff in there that's really amazing. And I know that, um, that some, uh, some mornings that uh, some of our presenters here talk a little bit about some of the stuff in Revelation. And some of our listeners might enjoy that. But I was just amazed reading through. But I read through the whole New Testament. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, at the age of 16. And it it definitely changed my life. I'll, I'll put it that way. There was I didn't stay with um, walking with Jesus um, uh, for long after that, but uh, but the teachings and the and the let's say the the theology that Jesus presented there the, the, that um, that I'd never read from the scripture itself. I'd heard stories about it, but never read the raw teachings uh, for myself. And it really did have a deep impact. It was amazing. Mm. Yeah, so so coming to it can be can be a difficult thing. Um, in in terms of general content of the scripture, we have to realize that uh, that the reason why uh, so many believers around the world consider this to be a book that we um, that we uh, consider to be from God is not because we believe that God physically wrote it in the sense that God had a pen and and wrote the book, uh, but rather because we believe that that God inspired it. Mm. And we talked about it a little bit uh, in a previous program. And what, but what does that mean? And how can you know? You know, how can you know about that? And um, in, throughout the history of the community of faith, throughout the history of, let's say, the Jewish um, peoples and in in what we now call the Old Testament period, throughout the history of the church and the Christian era, there has been a broad agreement from the majority of believers that the Holy Spirit is speaking through certain writings. And when the majority of the believers uh, accept that, that, that God is speaking through these writings, uh, that, that they, begin, they get into, incorporated into the canon of Scripture. So, um, so that started with the Old Testament. Uh, right back uh, uh, with Moses, who is a you know a character in Bible history that we know very well, and that he um, sat down at some point and wrote... Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and also the book of Job, uh, from a story that I believe that he got from his father-in-law, that he wrote those six books. And um, and the community recognized him. They knew Moses. They had a relationship with him. They saw uh, for themselves God speaking to him and God speaking through him. And as a result, they um, took the things that he wrote very, very seriously. And mm. so that became the first 
um, parts of what we now call the canon of scripture, and uh, and it built from there. Yeah, mm. I didn't actually know um, Moses wrote the Book of Job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's new to me. It's good to know. Yeah, I've I've actually got a theory that his father-in-law um, was a descendant of Job, but uh, yeah, I mean I can't prove that, but um, you know they're from the same region, and that's why I think that he got the story from his father-in-law. Yeah, okay. yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how it came, and then and then uh, I guess as uh, God spoke through other prophets, uh, um, God's people saw that God was using them. And uh, and as God's people saw that God was using those those men and that saw them do miracles or or saw um, uh, saw God interact with them in some uh, miraculous way, uh, God's people recognize these these guys have got something that's important to say, and um, and so things get added. And so we we have this Old Testament period that really spans from the beginning of the universe all the way through to um, uh, through to uh, well, it's about two or three hundred years before Jesus was born. Is uh, is this Old Testament uh, history? Uh, talks about the kings of Israel uh, in the Old Testament. Talks about all of that, but it can be very difficult to read as a book. And I, I actually encourage people when they first come to Scripture to not to read the Bible as a book in the sense of beginning to end, but rather do what I did when that guy shoved <laughs> that novel in my in my hand. Uh, let me see. It was when I was sixteen. I'm now thirty eight, so it was it's like twenty something years ago. Um, and uh, and start at the New Testament. I think that's the best place to start. Yeah. Mm. Um, Wow. Yeah. So, so uh, as we get into that, the reason why I say that is that um, that the New Testament is going to give us information about. First of all, it starts by giving us information about Jesus, mm. and um, the content of the Old Testament is very much um, building towards something. As you read through the books of Moses, as you read through the books of the other prophets, uh, the Psalms, you know, and and other bits of literature in the Old Testament. They're all pointing towards something higher and bigger. They're all waiting for something. Uh, Moses said, you've got to wait because there's going to be a prophet like me that's going to rise up from among your people. And uh, so he says, you know, we're waiting for someone. Daniel, uh, in his book, um, makes a, well, God gives him a lot of prophecies about the future right from his time, right up until the end of time. And Daniel is pointing to this person called the Son of Man who's going to come. And, uh, and he calls him in another place the Anointed One, or uh, that word in Hebrew is Messiah. You know, mm-hmm. and so these um, people are waiting for this deliverer person that's going to come into the world, and uh, and and they're imagining, I suppose, that he's going to be very much like a warrior, like Joshua. He's going to be um, he's going to be a prophet like Moses. You know, he's going to be a king like David. There's all of these promises throughout the the Old Testament prophets that say that this special person is going to come, uh, that's going to save God's people in some amazing way. And they imagined, I suppose, and I think it's probably reasonable for them to imagine that, that uh, because they were a people that were often in slavery, that they were often under captivity or under the rulership of foreign powers, uh, that this person was going to be a military saviour, that he was going to be a general that was going to save them. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what the, the common beliefs were um, in the, uh, about some of those prophecies at that time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So do you, have you um, read, like, have you, do you enjoy making your way through the Old Testament at all or not? Like, is there any parts of the books that that you read there, or that you've uh, that you've enjoyed uh, enjoyed reading, or or has spoken to you in some way? Um, I did enjoy reading Genesis because, like, uh, I'm very familiar with most of the stories in Genesis. Um, Exodus a, a bit, um, Leviticus. <laughs> 
I have struggled a bit with that because um, it's mainly talking about um, like the offerings, like the sin offering, the uh, burnt offering, and all those kinds of you know, mm. and that's just a bit. It's it's a bit hard to understand, and um, yeah, but I, I just you know I got to Leviticus because initially I was reading like a chapter at a time. But then when I got to Leviticus, I was like, no, I've got to break this down a bit so that I give myself more time to actually understand. And then when you mentioned to me that um, that sort of, you know, if you look at, at that book in a way that um, Christ um, was the sacrifice, like the final sacrifice, I can say. And um, so he was like he offered himself as a sacrifice for our sake because of our sins. And um, if, like you said to me, if whatever I'm reading any of the um, passages from Leviticus, if I look at it at the point, like um, compare that with Christ, like um, what um, Christ did or like the the fact that he died for us, then it sort of makes sense. And I started looking at it that way. And um, yeah, it just became easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it can get tough because more than anything else, I mean, that Old Testament history is uh, is the history of of a people, you know, a people in their relationship with God, and that those people lived in a particular particular cultural context, and they dealt with all sorts of things that um, that uh, that we don't understand today because it was you know a different technological context in lots of ways, and um, and so yeah, it can be very tough, but. But what's wonderful is that uh, that there's always fulfillment um, in Christ. Yeah, that all of that Old Testament hi- history builds towards that someone special coming into the world. Yeah. Mm. So, what section of the Bible uh, could be a book? It could be a passage. It could be a verse that um, you resonate most with. Um, for me, I can say the New Testament, and um, like one of my favorite scripture or verses, I can say is. Um, First Peter chapter five verse seven. Um, it says, "Leave all your worries, uh, all your cares. Cast all your cares upon Him because He cares for you." And um, I've seen that happen so many times. Like so many times, I've been in a situation where I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to leave that to you, God." And uh, God has always come through for me. Um, to share with us any section of the Bible that you feel um, God speaks to you most clearly about. Um, to text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Give me the Bible by Matt Minikas and Clint McCoy. Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming, to cheer the wander alone and tempest tossed. No storm can hide that peaceful radiance beaming. Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day Give me the Bible when my heart is broken When sin and grief have filled my soul with fear 
Give me the precious words by Jesus spoken. Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior dear. Give me the Bible, holy message shining. Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining. Till night shall vanish in eternal day. That light alone, the path of peace can show. Give me the Bible, holy message shining. Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining. Till night shall vanish in eternal day. In eternal day, in eternal day. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Give Me the Bible by Matt Menikas and Clint McCoy. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM with Daniel Mateo. And uh, Daniel is talking about what we should study in the Bible. Um, and uh, in the previous section, before we went for a break, I asked a listener question. Um, and I'm encouraging our listeners to text us what section of the Bible has God spoken to them most clearly through. Um could be a chapter it could be a book you can could be the book of job it could be you know it could be a section in the bible it could be a passage it could be a verse text us to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one um so daniel has so far shared about the contents of the bible there's the new testament and the old testament and um He's encouraging our listeners to start with um, start reading the Bible with the, from the New Testament. Um, so after reading the New Testament, what next, <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> well, if if you were to start in the Book of Matthew yeah. and you would you would you would read through the story of Jesus, then you'd hit Mark. You'd read through uh, a story of Jesus from another author's perspective, and then Luke. You'd do the same again. And then John, you'd do the same again. The, the, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what we call the synoptic gospels. That means they parallel on each, uh, each other in a lot of ways. And, and as the, the authors were compiling uh, their books, they, you know, they borrowed one from another uh, or used one another as an outline. So there's, there's a lot of parallels in those three. And then John uh, seems to have uh, read their books and, and filled in some of, the, some of the holes that they didn't quite cover and, and also you know, put his 
um, version of, uh, of what things were like when he encountered Jesus as well. So we have four different aspects of the life of Jesus that are so important and are sort of like different facets of a diamond. You know, just like when you have a precious stone, you can look at it from different directions and, and see, a, you know, different um, ways that light reflects and refra- refracts and, and, and beauty there so we can understand um, different things about Jesus from those four presentations. And then uh, we go into, um, in the book of Acts, you know, talks about the history of, uh, of the, or the history of the early church as it develops and begins to spread around the ancient world. And then we start to get into um, into letters, letters from um, from apostles to the fledgling churches. Um, a lot of letters from Paul, um, some letters from Peter, which is one of your favorite verses. There is from uh, letters from Peter to uh, to the church, uh, letters from James, <clears throat> and um, and uh, so we go all the way through uh, until we hit. Uh, the book of, and, and from John as well, I should say, and uh, and then we get to to the book of Revelation, which is, uh, I guess, uh, tells the story from the end of the early, you know, from the early church all the way down to the end of time when uh, Jesus is going to uh, to take us home and we're going to be with him for always and always and always. And so a lot of people say, well, look, I don't understand everything I read in the Bible, but I do see that God wins, mm-hmm. and that's a good way to look at it. That's the big theme, and. It, I guess if if we wanted to talk about the the overarching story of Scripture, you know, what is it the overarching story that Bible teaches? It's really love, and that's what the New Testament brings out of the Old Testament. A lot of people struggle to relate to the Old Testament at times because um, um, there's a lot of social and cultural issues that are described there that are very foreign to us. Uh, but uh, but the New Testament has got a way of taking those those issues and and articulating them in such a way as to to make them very real and loving and um and uh, to be a great example for for us to live in, in even in the 21st century you know so <clears throat> we look back over the history of God's people and it's all about love and that really was what Jesus uh taught he said that really that the teaching of scripture is about love for God and love for others you know and if if you can distill it down to one uh, one or two big ideas, that would be it. It's about loving God and loving others. And we look right back at the beginning of God's people, that God creates an environment. He creates people that can uh, love him and understand him and have a relationship with him. Unfortunately, that relationship is broken uh, when sin and, and disobedience comes into the world. And the rest of the story is about a dad that has lost his kids and he's looking for them and he's seeking desperately to find them. And uh, and uh, finally, he goes into the world uh, in the person of Jesus, and he redeems them to himself. And then uh, by, when we get to the end of the story, um, they're together, and they live happily ever after, forever and ever and ever. And uh, that really is what we call the meta-narrative there. Now, the stuff that happens in the middle is is amazing. You have these luminaries, you know, like Abraham, for example, that, that God uh, speaks to him and says, Look, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to make you the father of the faithful. And uh, and you, people are going to look to you as an example of uh, of somebody that loves God and loves others, and and so he becomes and he's not a perfect example by any means. He makes a lot of mistakes. He's a human being like all of us, but he becomes an example of somebody that's willing to step out and follow God. And his descendants, you know, and his uh, the tribes that grow out of his family become um, become the community of faith, and then eventually, you know, they become an empire, you know, and the uh, and they become a uh, you know there's a there's a royal line there. Unfortunately, unfaithfulness comes in again as it has a, a, throughout the history and, and mistakes are made and pain is caused and yet God is continually seeking to, uh, to redeem people to himself and to, uh, to redeem the situation, uh, to cause people to live for him. 
then when we uh, finally, uh, at, the, at the end of this long-awaited time, Jesus comes into the world and points everyone from earth, from earthly things and broken things uh, to heaven and to, and to um, exalted and, and higher things and a higher way of living for others rather than oneself. And, um, and then finally uh, we get the end of the story where, where God, uh, God finishes the work. He destroys sin forever. No more pain or sighing or sorrow or suffering. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, that really is the, is the big overarching story, the, the big themes uh, throughout the history of the Scripture. Yeah. Mm. And I find that sometimes you could be reading the Bible, you could be reading a passage, and you're really, you want to feel that connection. You know, you want to understand you, there's this feeling that you get um, or that c- c- comes over you when you're reading the Bible and that sort of makes you feel like you're actually connecting with the Bible or with the scripture. And um, so I feel sometimes that just praying before you start um, reading the Bible and just ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. And I always ask God to speak to me through the Bible. Like whatever I read, I know I get to understand what God actually expects of me or like um, what God is trying to say to me. Yeah. I'm going I'm to quote to you um, from three, uh, three passages in the book of John, uh, mm-hmm. all of them are referring, you know, either said by Jesus or referring to Jesus. Uh, the first one's in John 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse uh, 14 it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us that God's word lives in Jesus, you know, and when we take God's word into ourselves, Jesus is speaking to us in a real way. Um, What else? Jesus said in John 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth, you know, speaking of us, that God actually um, makes us, you know, he brings sanctification, he brings holiness, he brings um, a washing, cleansing uh, spirit into our lives through the medium of his word. Another time when he was speaking to his disciples, he said, um, it is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profits for nothing. These words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. This is a this is a living word. You know, you can I can read a Bible verse and it can say something to me about my situation and then you might read it a little later and it'll seem to say something to you that's very different but it'll still speak to you in a living way mm. And uh, because uh, the Holy Spirit is going to use that word to speak to different situations in different ways. And I'll, often I'll be reading a passage that I've read a million times before and it'll address my situation in a way that I never could have applied on my own. Mm. It's amazing. Even when you're like doing Bible study and you're talking about the same passage or the same, um, a similar content, but then people are, different people are approaching it in different ways, like they have different ways that they actually interpreted it. And um, I think that's probably to do with, um, you know, the situation or like, um, you know, how they feel, God speaks to them kind of way. And um, another Bible verse that I really like is from Matthew 6. I'm not very sure about the verse, but it's talking about how God looks after the birds of the air and uh, something along the lines of just look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't, you know, they don't like um, toil and have to actually physically look for food, but God provides for them. And look at the flowers, you know, they're beautiful. They don't have to (laughs) wear clothes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but God just, um, you know, makes them beautiful and um, amazing to look at. Then um, God goes on to ask, like, how about 
you. I have created you. I actually took time to form you. Why do you stress so much? If I can provide for the birds and, um, you know, the flowers, I can do the same for you. And I think that is something that we should really understand, especially in this time where these people just worry about too much, you know. Man, do not worry. Yeah, you can't even change one uh, hair of your head from white to black. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, our free book of the Bible, it's called Bible Marking Guide, and that is for by John Arnhardt. Um, You can give a Bible study. Yes, you can. You can do it. <laughs> and uh, this book outlines an easy Bible marking um, system that chain references text for 36 different topics. Using only your Bible, you can share the life-changing answers to questions about important spiritual matters. Additional notes are included to help you explain difficult or complex subjects. So if you're interested in doing a Bible study or even leading a Bible study, I make sure to claim this book. We'll give you the code after the break. And just reminding our listeners to text in at the favorite section of the Bible on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. The next song is uh, Whatever is True by Rescue. Whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is honorable, we are to think upon these things. Yeah, and whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is honorable, we are to think upon these things. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross for all our shame. Christ is our example of how to live our lives each day. So read about him in his word and trust him and obey. Whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is honorable, we ought to think upon these things. Yeah, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is honorable, we ought to think upon these things. Workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works That he's prepared in advance for us And he's expressed this in his word So be imitators of our God As children dearly loved You were once in darkness, now you're light to him So set your mind on things above Forgetting what's behind In the time when my soul was dead Pressing forward towards the goal To win the heavenly prize instead Whatever is true, whatever is right Whatever is honorable We are to think upon these things Whatever is true, 
whatever is right, whatever is honorable. We are to think upon these things. We are to think upon these things. We are to think upon these things. That was Whatever is True by Rescue. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with uh, Daniel Mateo. And Daniel has been talking about how or what we should study in the Bible. Uh, before we went for break, I promised to give you the code to claim this book of, uh, called Bible Marking Guide by John Earnhardt. Um And the code is DRAW6, D-R-A-W-6. Text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and I will be able to send that book to you. Um, so, Daniel, I believe we are in the last section of today's program, um, and uh, you've shared quite a bit about what we should study the Bible, or actually how to go about studying the Bible. Um, well, how would you like to finish off today? Well, let's say that uh, some of our listeners are starting from scratch and they would like to, to come to, uh, to God's Word and, uh, and start to have an encounter. What should they do? Well, look, it's my, 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 my opinion that a great place to start uh, is either Mark or John, you know, maybe both. You know? So if you start in the New Testament, in the book of Mark, and uh, as you're reading, I would say this. Some people try and read you know, as, as much as possible to get the story. Um, you know, the way that you would in a normal novel. Um, I would suggest slowing down and just reading as much as you can understand, as much as you can take in. Sit down, um, you know, have a prayer. Say, God, I'm willing for you to speak to me today and, and read as much as you can take in. If you get to the point where you're getting to the end of a passage or a page and nothing's going in your head, don't beat yourself up. Just say, Lord, it seems like I'm finished for today, you know, <laughs> and um, just, just read until uh, for, because, you know what, God wants to walk with you throughout your whole life. You know, and uh, and scripture, he wants scripture to be a part of that. So it's no hurry. You know, it's really no hurry. So start make your way through as as quickly as uh, as it as you can. Um, if it, if it's only a couple of verses, and you you know that's all you can take in, that's fine. If it's a whole chapter or two or three chapters, that's fine too. But just proceed as as uh, as fast as your understanding, you know, will uh, will allow. And just as you're reading, you know, allow God's word to soak into your heart and into your mind. Imagine that his Holy Spirit uh, is washing over you as you read and that, uh, that this isn't just a story, some intellectual idea or, uh, or some te- religious teaching, but this is God speaking to me and this has got real implications for how I live. So, you know, I would, I would do that. You know, we go through Mark. Let's say you went through John. Read the book of Acts. And then I'd probably back up a little bit and read Genesis and Exodus. You know, uh, maybe not uh, not Leviticus, like you said before, because that can get quite confusing. But at least Genesis and Exodus, and that can give you a little bit of historical context. And uh, same again, just just proceeding as fast as understanding allows, and always asking the question: you know, what is God trying to say to me about Himself, about my life, and uh, and and about His love for me? You know, so that can be a great little journey that uh, that we can go on. And uh, if we maintain that as a devotional life. You know, that every day that we're going to set aside a little bit of time and uh, we're going to say, this is God's word and I'm going to encounter him through his word. We're going to find that to be a tremendous blessing. Yeah, tremendous blessing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, what about if we've got questions? <coughs> I, um, 
One of the things that we as believers do is that if we have spiritual questions about a particular subject is that we come to the Bible to study it in order to figure out what the Bible says on that subject, you know, it's to, to discern truth. Now, we might need some tools with that, and I, I'd like to recommend some, uh, some there's great online tools that we can use like uh, Bible Gateway apps and websites that we can use to, uh, to search up uh, different ideas in the Bible. And let's say you got the you got the Bible Gateway app, or uh, or jumped on the website, and uh, and you are trying to study. Well, what does the Bible say about faith? Okay, so you're just going to put that uh, that keyword in the search uh, search engine there, and, and have a look, and then straight away you're going to get, you know, probably several hundred uh, Bible verses on the subject of faith. So you can get a little bit overwhelmed, but but at least you know f- flicking through and reading a few of those those um, passages. Uh, in order to get an idea on the subject and, and collating um, what, uh, what some of the teachings are and those different ideas that you're trying to find out more about uh, is a really, really good way to, presume, to, to proceed. But also, that's when some of those resources that you were talking about earlier come in handy as well. For example, <clears throat> our giveaway book today you know, will, um, ha- has, a, has a great collection of Bible verses on different subjects. You know, it might have a, um, a Bible study on, for example, you know, Jesus' return or... Or it might have something on um, on what happens when a person dies, and what it'll have there is a is a selection of Bible texts that you can read to to work out the truth on that on that subject. So, depending on resources that that other um, Christian men and women uh, who are prayed and are spirit led and have a relationship with God can point us to, that can be really helpful as well. And then, last of all, if we're real students and we really want to um, get keen, uh, there's all sorts of commentaries uh, that we can have access to as well. Now, commentary is where a Bible scholar you know, or, uh, or or doctor has uh, has spent time studying, you know, the Greek and the Hebrew and some of those original languages that the that the Bible was written in. Done a lot of research and then written uh, their opinion, their learned opinion on that particular subject, and that might help us. Now we're not, we're not going to hold that above the text itself. You know, um, their opinion is uh, is a learned opinion, but it's not um, it's not authoritative. But we might it might be useful to take some of that on board if we if we want to go to that next level of study. And uh, once we've figured out the truth of what the Bible teaches on a subject, we want to settle that idea into our hearts. Go, all right, Lord, I know what you've said to me on this, and uh, and I, I believe it because you're saying it to my heart, and now give me the strength, give me the courage uh, to step out and follow it in my life, whatever that means. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So it's a, it's a great little process. Yeah. Mm, just as the song, be listened to whatever is true, think upon those things. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to meditate on that. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, what I wanted to share. We've we've been through, you know, just the general content of the scripture and talked about the Old and the New Testament. We've talked about the the big themes or the what we call the meta narrative throughout scripture and uh, how to start from from scratch and maintain a daily devotional life and uh, and also how to study to find truth very very quickly. And just to, just to close, I'd like to tell you a story. Uh, that uh, sort of illustrates the fact that God really does want to speak to us through his word. And um, there was a, a man once that was uh, very interested in uh, like esoteric type arts, you know, in, interested in the occult and uh, different, um, you know, things like numerology and astrology and, you know, uh, psychic readings and things like that, you know, very interested in the new age and, uh, and all those different, um, uh, different types of things. And uh, so what he was really, really interested, though, more than anything else, was numerology. And this is where you look for numbers occurring in your life, and then you can interpret them to mean some spiritual truth about your life, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, people that are into numerology might be looking for occurrences of different numbers and trying to interpret that in some spiritual way. So 
Anyway, um, he got so frustrated one day that uh, that he didn't seem to be getting any real spiritual guidance that he called out into the darkness, Lord, I wish I could just, God, I wish I could just get your phone number. I wish I could just know your phone number, right? And uh, anyway, a little later, he was sitting on a park bench um, just thinking about these things, and a man came up and started speaking with him, and um, and he was a pastor, and he said, you know what, it sounds like you need to know God's phone number. And uh, he said, what? What do you mean? And he said, well, I know God's phone number. He said, what do you mean you know God's phone number? He said, yeah, it's 333. He said, 333. And he realized as he thought back that the word, the numbers 333 would be turning up all throughout his life in different ways and he thought 333 that's it and the pastor said yeah it's 333 and it's Jeremiah 333 call to me and I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know you know wow wow that's amazing yeah so it's our my my little uh, appeal to our listeners today to just give God a go call to him Um, he's promised that he's going to answer you and speak to you through his word and so I encourage you to do that yeah Mm. wow Thank you for that powerful sharing, um, Daniel. And I hope that our listeners can be able to, like, sort of have an idea of how to go about studying the Bible and um, just when they feel stuck at any point that they can remember to call unto God and that uh, God will answer and show mighty things to them or rather to us. Um, so what do you have for us next week? Yeah, well, I'm really excited about next week. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, our discussion. And I think that um, next week we'll get away from the what, how, when, how, where, who, because we've done all of that. Yeah. And now, and um, and we'll just, um, next week we're going to talk about how to read the Bible as literature, how to understand the different types of um, writings in the Bible. And, uh, and that helps us to understand them when we understand what we're reading and what type of uh, literature. Is it poetry? Is it uh, a romance novel? There is a romance novel in the Bible. <laughs> oh, actually. there is, for sure. <laughs> and uh, is, it, uh, you know, is it a story? Is it history? Is it political writing? You know, uh, what is it that we're reading? And that'll help us, you know, letters, um, you know, uh, prophecy. That'll help us to understand it, yeah. Yeah, join um, Daniel next week to hear more of what he has to share. And tomorrow we have David Maxwell and Jason, and David will be talking about goodness. And for to claim our free book offer, which is Bible Marking Guide, um, texts draw six to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to send that to you. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day wherever you are. We are going out with this song, "Wonderful Words of Life" by Revelation.
stop.